WWE are always trying to give us something new. And they did that with Extreme Rules. Because it was Extreme Rules without Extreme Rules matches. Except your main event. What's the point of that? It might just be an episode of Raw and Smackdown. It might as well be. Or NXT. 2.0. I know this is a B-show. It's not one of the big four. But it's... There was no reason for this. It wasn't even that enjoyable until we got to the last two matches. Start out with New Day, with the New Day versus um, Styles and Old Bass Oil and Lashley, because of course Big E's beat Lashley after cashing in. Um, it's okay. It's nothing really. In the end, Big E gives Lashley the big ending for the pin, so Lashley's looking to be on the losing end of this. And apparently it's deja vu all over again. It, it isn't, because that will be double deja vu. It's just deja vu. That's what deja vu is. Start with nothing, then move to the Street Profits versus the Usos. The Usos aren't losing this, are they? They're part of the top table angle, so they're not going to lose this. Ford's got taped up ribs. It's the usual stuff. There were some good moves from the there were some good moves from the Street Profits, because they're good. A nice Dawkins roll through from a superplex to a twisting neckbreaker is a thing of beauty. Then a really nice top rope blockbuster. Some good near falls towards the end, but the Usos win. Of course they do. It's a big meh. Bliss versus Flair. Same thing. What's the point of this? Flair stretches her early on. Then you've got you've got a, an electric chair counter, really, to a Hurricane Rana. Sends Flair into the bottom turnbuckle, nose first. She wasn't very happy about that, I don't think. There was a nice lift and slam from Flair, a nice sunset bomb from Bliss for a two count. Flair wins. The crowd are quiet. Of course they are. There's very little reason for this. There's no build-up for this. Bearing in mind I don't watch WWE programming generally because I'm trying to concentrate on things I actually enjoy. Next we've got Shameless versus Priest versus Hardy. It's actually all right, because it's a triple threat, so you're going to get a lot of near falls, aren't you? I have to say, Seamus does look like a cheap Vader under that mask, doesn't he? Uh, Priest wins at the end, because they're pushing him a bit, but it was actually some good back and forth here. But nothing that you'd think, oh wow, that's a five-star match, or even a four-star match. So three and a half at best. Then things start to pick up. Unfortunately, it is the last two matches. Because you've got Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Now, Becky Lynch has been going on Twitter and WWE have been leaning into this around, I'm now a heel and consequently, uh, I deserve the belt. Well, what happened at um, the last pay-per-view, that would be SummerSlam, wouldn't it? What happened was that Belair got jobbed out because... Becky Lynch came back and they were just all excited and keen on something new and shiny. But she won the belt in a ridiculous fashion. And they've continued with that. They're giving Belair the shot. And really, she deserved the belt because she did so much more work than Becky Lynch did. Belair's so athletic. I really like her work. So many slips, so many twists. Lynch doesn't do anything in return, really. She's got a basic offence. I do like Lynch's cheer for the champ. It's quite nice. There's a package suplex from Belair, which is really good. 
Um, she holds Lynn Sharp in a vertical suplex for absolutely ages. She's really over. There's a tug of war with the braid, which Belair wins into a lovely seamless spine buster for a long two. She then hits a wonderful fall away slam. Lynch gets her foot on the ropes. There's a great sort of military press. She doesn't get to slam her, unfortunately, but she holds her up there for ages. She fights the disarmer, lifts her up, lifts Becky Lynch up from the disarmer. This is fantastic. Then Sasha Banks is in. So not only is Belair behind um, Lynch, she's behind Sasha Banks as well now. She's been double-jobbed. I mean, she has a go at Banks, but she's been forgotten now. And bear in mind, she did most of the work in that match. And bear in mind, she is a lot better and more over than either Banks or Lynch at this moment. Shame on you, WWE. And also, it's bad work. Just because you think that Becky Lynch was over before, it's been a long time ago. They can both be over, can't they? You don't need to forget one to bring the other in. <sighs> what a shame for Bianca Belair. A great, great wrestler who is being forgotten. Okay, with that dissatisfaction, over to the Extreme Rules match, which is no DQ, no countdown. And it's Roman Reigns versus the Demon. Not Finn Balor, the Demon. Roman's out first because the Demon's got a big production number when he comes out. Well, actually, he hasn't, to be honest. Doesn't look that great. He's all painted up, as you might expect. There's a kind of basic attack early on. So much so that, that Roman thinks when he hits a Samoan drop, that's a pinning predicament. It really isn't. There's a nice moment when the demon picks out four kendo sticks together to answer Roman's one. That's quite nice. There's a table out. They don't use it. Roman puts a mask on at one point. You've got, um, what's his name? McFadden, is that his name? Yeah. He can barely speak throughout this. He's really He's telling us what's going on. Roman's putting this mask on because he doesn't want to breathe the air of the WWE universe. Yeah, well, it's just an odd move, to be honest. Then the demon's put through a table for a two count. Roman's, and then there's a very nice moment when Heyman is shouting encouragement when they're both down to Roman. And Roman is taking that encouragement, shouting all day, every single day, a mantra to himself. That's quite nice. I've liked that work that Roman's done. Not doing it as much now because it's become commonplace. There is a nice demon sling blade, he hits that very well, but turns around, runs into a spear, for a very long two actually. Of course the Usos come out and save Roman, and we get the usual spear through the barricade stuff. Crowd seem to like it, but we have seen it before quite a lot. Then they're both down on the outside, suddenly we get a heartbeat, and everything goes red, and then Finn Balor starts to flop like a fish. It's not very good. It's the demon. He's coming back to life. He's not. He's flopping around like a flish. Or is he doing the worm? Can't quite work it out. Crowd like it, but it looks bloody terrible. <laughs> the demon's then up top. He's, he's going to do the, the final coup de gras. The rope breaks. He falls, hurts his leg, looks at the rope, can't believe it. 
Roman capitalises, gets the pin, looks up to the heavens. Thank you so much, the gods of wrestling. <sighs> this was awful. It was awful. It's called Extreme Rules and you haven't got any stipulations apart from your main event. The matches are not special. They're just ordinary Smackdown and Raw fodder. You've got Bianca Belair being jobbed out twice now. And you've got a really hokey ending at the end where lots of people are saying it's Extreme Rules, there's not supposed to be any rule breaks. Any rope breaks, should I say. <laughs> it's a hokey Dusty finish. Oh, it shows all of the things that are wrong with WWE at the moment. Basic matches, no real builds, no interest in any of the matches. Jobbing people out that you really think should have a chance. Short-termism and terrible finishes. Welcome to the WWE 2021. Ta-ta. Thank you.